Welcome to the Therapist Collective, where we explore the depths of the human mind and heart. I'm your host, Josh Keller, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with you. In a world that can often feel disconnected, our mission here at the Therapist Collective is to inspire, connect, and help you grow. Each episode is carefully designed space where we delve into the complexities of the therapist experience, offer guidance, insights, information both personally and professionally. Whether you're seeking professional development, dealing with your own mindset challenges, or simply curious about how to build your career as a mental health provider, this podcast is for you. We believe that every individual has the power to create meaningful change in their lives, and together, we can unleash the immense potential that resides within us all. Throughout our journey, we'll be inviting experienced therapists, psychologists, and experts from various disciplines to share their wisdom, research, and perspectives. We'll explore a wide range of topics, including self-discovery, private practice startup, networking, mindfulness, continuing education, and so much more. But The Therapist Collective isn't just about expert advice. It's about the power of community. We'll be featuring stories of triumph, being real and authentic, and resilience from individuals like you who may have struggled through the labyrinth of life and emerged stronger on the other side. So, join us on this transformative journey of professional development as we navigate the realms of the mind and emotions, seeking growth, connection, and a deeper understanding of ourselves and others. Together, let's cultivate a community of compassionate providers, unleash our inner strength, and create a world where healing and growth are accessible to all. Hello, and thanks again for joining me at The Therapist Collective. I am very, very excited. I have my friend Carrie Pearson here with me today. Uh, Carrie Pearson is the license is a licensed professional counselor as well as an LPC supervisor. She's also the founder and director of Lakewood Counseling Center. She began her practice in the Dallas area in 2004, where she worked in both the hospital and inpatient sector, as well as the private practice sector. Since moving to Belton, Texas in 2012, Carrie has worked in private practice, been an adjunct professor of psychology at the University of Mary Hardin Baylor, and performed adoption home studies in the local district courts. Carrie completed her doctorate in educational leadership in May of 2018 from the University of Mary Hardin Baylor. Carrie, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I should also mention I'm a part of Carrie's group. Uh, I think I joined in what, 2019? Yes, you were, I think, yes, right there. Not long after we started the practice in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I was really excited uh, when you agreed to be on the, the show simply because when I try to explain to people about how Lakewood Counseling Center is, is set up, um, it's kind of new. It's a different type of model. And so I was I was hoping that you could kind of share with people uh, how you decided to start the group, kind of what prompted that, as well as, um, you know, why why you decided to to set things up the way that you did. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of background, um, I started Lakewood Counseling in 2017. Um, and my husband and I had moved to Central Texas in 2012. 
Um, before that, we were in the Dallas area and I was in private practice there. Um, and so when we moved to this area, I started looking into hopping into private practices. And so um, I had started my practice around 2004. So I've almost been in private practice for 20 years, wow. which is crazy to think about. <laughs> but, um, and, and so just lots of history with, with private practice. And so we moved here and I'm looking at all the local counseling centers and, and just kind of the way it was set up in this area was just on this percentage model. And so um, therapists work for a group practice and they do a percentage uh, split with like an owner. And um, they, every month they just, they, they take home, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it ranges. Usually there's about a 40 to 35% payment that they give the owner and then they take the rest home every month. And, um, and so I basically just hopped into a group that, that did that and um, had another child during that time. And so that model was good um, for that season of my life. But then I really was ready to um, go just take my practice to the next level and knew that I wanted to do more of like private practice. And, and the percent really got to where, you know, I'm giving up 35% of my income. And so that monthly percent was like $2,500 a month or $3,000 a month. And I just started noticing the amount I was giving away and realized that, you know, I could pay a mortgage on a building for what I'm paying this person. Um, and it just didn't make sense for me to continue in that model. And so my husband is a real estate attorney. And um, so a lot of my friends are realtors. And so just in hanging out with friends, they're talking about this desk fee model that they have. And so if you want a desk at the realtor office, you pay a desk fee and um, and that affords you a desk that you can go and work at. And, and so I started thinking about that in terms of counseling. And I'm like, man, if we just had somebody start a group where everybody just paid like a flat fee, like an office fee, um, mm -hmm. and all of that money just went into the pot to pay all the bills, we could all keep the lion's share of what we're making. Right. And it just hadn't been done yet. Um, and probably the like like the most pivotal moment I remember was at the practice I was at, I had gone to court and drove, drove to the courthouse, sat in court all day. There's two big attorneys in our area that I was just getting passed back and forth between these two attorneys. Um, it was custody hearing. And um, it's the kind of situation where there's just like sweat rolling down your back as you're right. sitting there on the stand <laughs> talking. <laughs> it was just such a stressful day. I laughed and I mean, I cried on the way home. I was like, oh my gosh, that was so much. Yeah. And um, I got to work the next day and the owner of the group practice came in and he was like, hey, so like you collected your court fee um, and you know, you need to write us a check for 35% of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they didn't drive to court. They didn't sit there right. all day between two attorneys, right. you know, and it just like, that was kind of the breaking point for me in that model of just like, I didn't like, you know, how much I was paying. I didn't like feeling owned. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't like feeling like I had to give so much of my money away for work that other people weren't doing. And that's probably some justice centered thing within me. Um, and so that was kind of the day I was like, okay, I'm I've been thinking about this whole, like just doing like flat fee thing. Um, and I think I'm going to do it. 
And so I had an associate at the time who was finishing up her hours. She was about to her 3000 hours. So I pitched it to her, like, what if we just go and we just do our own thing Mm -hmm. and we just both pay in flat fee. And so she, she said she would go with me. So I'm like, okay. So we found a little back house that had um, two bedrooms essentially. um, And we just hopped in. And um, before long, we had two more people hop in with us. And so that kind of maxed out the two bedroom back house that we had. So then um, I started in 2018. I think, or 19, uh, which is about when you came on, I rented a little office over in Temple that had five offices. And um, since we had maxed out our little house in Belton and before long, that one started filling up. And I just realized that I wasn't the only one that felt this way. And so um, the model really made sense for a lot of mental health workers. Um, And so that kind of encouraged me to buy a little piece of land And my husband and I built a a counseling office that had 11 offices in it. And, and so we could all just move into this one office was my plan. And, Mm -hmm. and so we opened that one in 2020, um, which was a fantastic year to open a brand new counseling office (laughs) when everything (laughs) shut down. Um, And so we, uh, we got started in our, our brand new Belton office. um, And my plan was to shut down temple uh, office that I was renting and just all be in one space. Um, but by the end of 2020, the Belton office was filling up and I realized that I was still going to need a temple space. And so we found a temple office in 2021, um, that's got 14 offices in it. And, and, um, and so that's, that's our current temple location. And, and now that one is also at capacity. And so, um, since then I've also bought a building in Georgetown and, um, and that one is slowly, getting filled up. We just opened that one at the beginning of this year. Um, and we have about five counselors there. And so all in all, we have, now we have three locations around 42 counselors in our group and, um, and the model, it, it just works. And we don't, we don't have, um, a, like a secretary or like administrative staff at the front. We do, everything is, um, like we have a virtual check-in where our clients check in. It sends the therapist a text, um, and the therapists really manage their own clients and their own caseloads. And what I like about that as, as a client, I like having direct access to my counselor. Um, it makes it feel a little more personalized. It makes it feel a little more like a boutique type mm-hmm. experience. Um, and so if, if we need something with our clients, we email them, we text them. Um, there's just hands-on communication. Um, and that's, that's worked within the scope of this model also. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's kind of what spurred me to start Lakewood. That's a little bit about our model. Um, and so that it's, it's just a flat fee model. There's not a percentage. Um, and, and I can tell you as an owner of this model, that can be the beginning, it's hard because you're the one holding all the risk. If right, you know, you don't quite have enough therapists to make the rent, or you have to buy a four thousand dollar AC unit, which we've had to do twice now. Uh, you know, it's like you <laughs> that's that doesn't change everybody's right. early summer when our electricity bill goes up to a thousand dollars a month. You know, that doesn't nobody's flat fee changes. Um, right. there, but you are holding that risk of any extras that come up. Um, you know, kind of has to come out of that pot. And so, um, so that's probably been the only sort of like challenging part of where I stand with this practice is just 
um, there is that that bit of risk. But to me, the reward far outweighs the risk. Um, if I had it to go back and do over again, I would do over again um, yeah. because I love this model and I believe in this model. And, and I really believe in therapists getting paid well for what they do. I believe in therapists having a beautiful space to work. I think it legitimizes their practice. I feel like all of our offices are great spaces for therapists. Mm -hmm. um, and the therapist experience is really valuable to me um, because I think when you're taking good care of therapists, they can take really good care of their clients. Um, and so that's really important to me. Yeah. I would, I would agree 100% with everything that you said. You know, I, I'm the type of person who has to think for a long time before making decisions like this. And I can't remember when you first approached me to see if I would be interested, but I did not give a preteen. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was at preteen camp. Um, I, I was really hesitant at first simply because it's hard for me to make big decisions like that. Um, but one of the things that really appealed to me was that with, with this flat fee model, I'd be able to know exactly what my expenses are going to be, um, every single month, right? I could say, okay, this is what I'm having to pay. If, if I don't make that, that's on me. I've got, I can work as hard as I want and if I work harder than I need to in order to pay that, I get to pocket everything else. It's not like the harder I work, the more I'm going to have to pay. And wow. that was that was one of the things that really appealed to me was that, um, you know, I'm I'm only limited by my own ambition or skills and entrepreneurial, you know, spirit and all of that. And and you know, once I decided to do that, I I, I tell everybody it was it was an amazing decision. Uh, being able to jump on board and, you know, the, there's a lot of perks that go with it. It's not just the office space, but, um, you know, the, the reception and the, you know, the um, definitely the, the I guess, camaraderie. I don't know if, if that's a good way of describing it between me and the other therapists. Um, it's, it's just been a really great, great right. place to be. Are you preparing to take the national counseling exam and struggling to find study resources to help you feel ready? Look no further. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by ncexamprep.com, the premier study resource to help you pass the NCE with confidence. NCE Exam Prep has a 20-year track record of providing quality, reliable, and easy-to-use study material to help test takers know they are ready to pass. NCE Exam Prep's Guaranteed Study Package is a comprehensive bundle of resources with everything you need. The NCE Exam Prep Study Manual covering all eight of the KCREP content areas, full-length simulated practice exams and chapter quizzes, testing clinic videos to help you learn not only what to study but how to take the test, as well as an archive of video lessons covering all the content from the study manual. Following NCE Exam Prep's recommended study plan comes with a full refund guarantee. If you still fail after following the plan, you will receive a full refund on your purchase. Use the coupon code THERAPISTCOLLECTIVE at checkout and receive 15% off your entire purchase. Don't delay getting your NCE preparation on the right track. Visit ncexamprep.com and pass with confidence. And one of our therapists was, she was talking to me a few weeks ago and she said, this really is the best of both worlds because you have the benefit of truly being in private practice. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of our therapists have their own LLCs, their own branding, their own websites. 
um, their own marketing. They just office out of Lakewood. Um, yeah. It's like yours, Josh Keller Counseling or the Therapist Collective. It's just like you office out of Lakewood, but you still own mm -hmm. your own business. Um, so it's like the, the benefit of kind of having like your own gig, but also the benefit of being in a group practice. And so our group does uh, collaborate a lot. But we have a, a group me that we're always sending things out on to each mm -hmm. other, uh, referrals or getting information, or sometimes it's just funny memes. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it, it, it's, it's a fun group. Um, we try to get together a couple of times a year. We do our um, family picnic every summer. I try to do a Christmas party um, every Christmas time. And, um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's a fun group and it's, it's neat um, experience, I think for the therapist and I, as a therapist, I've enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, going from the two of you in 2017 to now over 40 therapists, that's pretty, pretty incredible growth over the last five, six years. When, when you're talking with therapists who are either considering this or you'd love to to onboard them. What are some of the questions or you know the difficulties that they have or that they that they feel like, okay, I need I need this question answered in order for me to feel great about making this decision. What are some of right. the things that so I, I think some of the barriers that I see therapists, you know, bring up when they talk about transitioning into private practice. The first one is just um there's a, there's a situation, like you have to spend money before you're making money. Mm -hmm. And so there's the process of getting credentialed if you're going to take insurance. Um, and then it's paying my rent for my office while I'm trying to build my clients. Um, there's just this sort of onboarding process that is expensive and, and there's no rhyme or reason or idea or control over when am I going to actually start making money that this is going to level mm -hmm. out. And so when I have therapists that that that's their situation. I typically work with them. I typically give them a break on their first couple of months of rent to mm -hmm. kind of get their book filled. And then once their books are full, um, we go to full rent um, just to kind of help offset um, just those initial expenses. And, and part of the reason I do that is just, you know, when I was getting started in, in the little back house, um, my landlord worked with me on, uh, on, you know, giving me a break on, on rent to get me going and had that not happened, I don't know that I would have been able to get started. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so anyway, so I think finances can be a barrier that, that hold people back. Um, it's scary. It's scary to, to not everybody is entrepreneurial. And so right. it's scary to hop into something that's unknown. Um, it's not a set paycheck. Um, and so I think that just the unknown, the, 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 change that happens with shifting into this um, can hold people back. Um, and then, you know, I mean, like getting clients. And so that's always a fear is like, am I going to be able to get clients? Um, one of the, uh, you know, one of the situations going on in our area is Bell County is really underserved in mental health. Right. And so, um, so typically we, you know, we don't have a shortage of clients. Um, and, um, and so it's, people's books tend to fill up relatively quickly, especially if they're able to take insurance and they take specific panels that are popular in our area. Um, we can usually get their books pretty full, pretty fast. And I don't think that's unique to Lakewood. Probably all the counseling centers in our area have their phones ringing off the hook, just like we do. Yeah. Um, and so 
but I think that's a fear of people coming in is like, am I going to be able to get clients? Um, but that's one of the benefits of being in a bigger group practice is we have that marketing is already out there. And that's part of like, yeah. when I say people pay their rent, you know, it's yes, you're paying your like for your office, but you're paying for so much more. I mean, it, it's, right. it's if you were going to go into private practice, you would write six or seven checks a month. I mean, you would you would pay for your office and then, you know, electric Internet supplies, your cleaning people, um, your marketing, your website, your I mean, just all the different costs that happen every month. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the rent covers all of that in one payment. And so um, so we have the the online presence. We um, sponsor local school events. We, I mean, our name is just out in the community. And so I think Definitely. that helps people find us. And then I think that helps build people's books a little quicker. So, yeah. 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 And, and really Lakewood has a, has a very good name in the community. Um, it was actually best of, it was number one on best of the best. We are, year. we are locals love us. And locals love us. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so, and we do, we get a lot of good feedback. We're not perfect, um, but we have really quality therapists in our group. That's been really important to me um, Mm -hmm. is um, just kind of sifting out, um, you know, people that I view as, you know, being able to do quality work. I think um, the, the caliber of therapist is important to me at Lakewood. And so I do think we have a really strong group and I get friends and family reaching out to me all the time, looking for counseling. And I have no problem referring my friends and family to people at, at Lakewood. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, so that's been something, but I, you know, I think people coming in with those barriers, I try to meet them in that space of whether it's like incurred rent, we have referrals coming in, we can help you find clients. I try to help people find if they need a biller or somebody to help them get credentialed. I try to help them, you know, link them with somebody. Um, I mean, I really try as um, people are onboarding um, to help like meet them in that place and overcome some of those barriers that would maybe stop them from being in private practice. Um, And I think that's part of why our group has grown so much in the last, you know, several years is um, it's just working with people to get them onboarded. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think people are eager to to join the group as well. You know, I I've talked with several therapists from the area who who are trying to consider if this private practice thing is for them, and you know they they'll comment, oh, I'd love to be at Lakewood or or something like that. And of course, I always encourage them to talk to you. Um, but w- one of the things that that I that I've noticed is that some therapists will we'll just jump right in and they'll feel good just being a part of a Lakewood and with the, the built-in referral base. And then there are others who um, spend a little bit more time kind of developing their own. Do you think that uh, a model like this um, could work for therapists, like for the entire group, not to have to do any sort of outside marketing if, if Lakewood were to you know, to, to try to make sure that we've got plenty of clients, right? I know, like you said, in, in this area, there's not a shortage of clients, but could the model work if, if people didn't want to have to do any of their own marketing, didn't want to have to build their own site, but still wanted to have an independent. Yeah, that's a good question. Themselves? So I would say out of our, you know, 40 counselors, um, probably about 
60% of them don't have their own website, don't have their own marketing. Don't, I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely, you know, less than half have their own uh, sure. marketing and branding and, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, I, I definitely have seen this be successful for people that all they have is their presence on the Lakewood website. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, majority of our counselors, that's all they have is their presence on the Lakewood website. Um, and, you know, and, and part of that, I think is just sort of like grassroots referrals, like they do a good job. And so their clients for their, their friends and family to them. And then, you know, word gets out. And, um, and so people don't have a hard time filling up their books, right. um, without doing their own, even doing their own LLC. So I always give people the option when they they're coming on is, you know, you can do your own LLC and you'll credential under your tax ID number and you'll set up a bank account under your tax ID number and that's like your business entity or you can do it under your social security number you can you can credential under your social security number you can set up a bank account under your social security number there's right. not that layer of protection that you get with an LLC sure. um and i would say you know majority of our people they're just under their i mean they're not under a tax ID number they're just under mm -hmm. their social security numbers and so um and so i think the model can work both ways yeah. I just like the autonomy that it affords people who want to do their own business, who want yes. to do their own LLC. And part of that is because I'm entrepreneurial and I appreciate yeah. that. And I like the freedom of feeling like I could set up Pearson counseling if I wanted and right. take the ball and run. Um, I don't want people to ever feel owned. Um, I don't want people to ever feel like I own their practice or their work. I don't touch anybody's money. I don't, you know, it's every, everybody yeah. truly owns their own gig. Um, yeah. and that's really valuable to me personally. And so that I've, I've tried to really respect that with all the counselors coming on that they can kind of choose either way. Right. Yeah. It, it, one of the things that I've appreciated, um, just about working with you in particular is that you, you are just as hands-on as people need you to be, but you're not going to overstep because you're not managing people right? Because mm -hmm. you're not in charge of their practice. It's not your responsibility to make sure that they're, you know, doing well or, you know, following through. Obviously we want, we want to make sure that Lakewood, you know, has a good name and we don't want people doing anything that's going to um, taint that. But when it comes to your role with the therapist, you're not the boss. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not the boss of you. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not the boss, which I, I, um, I don't want that role. Um, I don't yeah. want to be the boss. Um, I don't, I don't feel like entitled to that, but yeah. I will say that I'm not, I don't at all tell people how to run their practices. I don't tell right. them whether they, what insurances they have to take or if they decide to go cash pay yeah you know you, you do you like if that's what you want to do go for it sure. or if you want to do an extra training or here and there go for it you know yeah um yeah. i'm i'm all about supporting everybody in their own goals and their own dreams but you know we have had we have had counselors that we onboard and then i don't I don't feel like um they're representing Lakewood the way I would like sure. um sure. maybe they're I don't feel like they're offering quality counseling or maybe uh, they're not getting back to their, their clients or reaching out to me on a regular basis because they're emailing and 
calling and the therapist isn't responding. Mm-hmm. Um, customer service and, and responding to, to clients is really important to me. Sure. Um, and so after multiple conversations, if it's still going on, I do, I have had to let people go from Lakewood. Um, right. And, and right. that's part of me for protecting the group um, and protecting the name. Yeah. And, um, and that's never an easy conversation to have. I'm, uh, I don't enjoy that at all. No, not um, at all. but I know that it's important and it, it does come with the territory of kind of being the owner. Um, and so, um, and just kind of having standards on what I expect from therapist at Lakewood. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I am pretty hands-off and I, I allow complete autonomy for people until mm-hmm. I, unless I think that, they're doing our group a disservice and then I do right. step in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's totally appropriate, especially because you have worked really hard to build this and, right. and to create it. And, and it, and it really is amazing. It's amazing to be a part of, and um, you know, the privilege of being able to be with Lakewood, you know, it, I, I feel like uh, not, not that I, that I owe it, but it, I, I'm proud of what we've done here. I'm proud to have been a part of this, not since the very beginning. I wish I would have would have been a, a more early adopter than I was. Um, but my oh, you're I was pretty early. Working, you're pretty, I, I yeah, was. I think you worked in all, like all the offices. You've been in almost, except for the back house. You've except been in for the back office. house. That's true. I have moved <laughs> around a few times, but I love my office now. I, I think it's wonderful. So, so where where does Lakewood Counseling Center go from here? What's what's next for you? Do you do you feel like you're going to continue scaling and and building, or is that top secret, or what do you feel is on the horizon? Yeah, that's a great question. And honestly, I don't I don't even know that I know the answer to that question. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of just I've kind of allowed it to just be what it is, um, mm-hmm. and just like as I've seen a need, we just okay, let's try this or let's, let's open an office here or there. Um, but we are officially at capacity in Belton. Mm. I have one spot left in the temple office. I'm meeting with mm. the counselor later this week, um, who I think might take that spot. Um, okay. it's actually a, a psychiatrist that I'm meeting with later this week. Um, okay. and, um, and then we will be at capacity for Belton temple. Um, and so that's kind of my next question is, do I, do I try a Harker Heights office? Do we keep going? Do we just say we're full and that's that's, the, that's it? Yeah. Um, my worry thought, you know, I love the idea of, of thinking about like, okay, we're, this is our group and we're good. Um, uh-huh. But I, I, I like that when people call in, we can try to accommodate them. I like that when people call in, we have therapists, we've been, we've onboarded this last slew of counselors. And so, yes, we can get you in, they can get you in, in a couple of weeks. Um, but, um, the, the thought of people calling in, you know, eventually this group is going to be at capacity if we're not bringing new people on. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I hate for our community, just like people calling and being like, oh, sorry, we're full. Oh, sorry, right. nobody's taking new clients. Um, and so I don't know if that's like the two in me or what that feels this <laughs> need to like, no, like how can we help? Or what if we right. open another one? Or how can right. we keep onboarding counselors so that, you know, they have this space, we you have them in our group. Um, and then they also, we can be this resource for the community. Um, and so the thought of it filling up and then the, the, the therapist filling up, probably will drive me to open another one eventually. So, um, but I don't have any plans right now to open one, but I could see 
that becoming more and more pressing on me sure. um, in time. So, sure. yeah. Well, that's, that's exciting. That's, it's, it's just neat to be a part of. So, yeah, okay. I'm one, excited well, you're a part. Yeah. One, one other question, um, you know, be, because a lot of our conversation is centered on therapists who are considering joining a group like this. Suppose there's someone listening who has thought about starting a group and has, has heard about this model and has said, okay, I think that this might work for me. Any words of advice or caution as they're considering starting something along this line? Yeah, I have, you know, I've had therapists come in and meet with me over the years, not because they want to join Lakewood, but because they want to start something like Lakewood. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, there's, my model is not secret. I mean, there's nothing proprietary here that I own or, you know, um, and I would say the first step is um, finding a space. Um, in my experience, um, owning the space over renting the space uh, is going to be better. You're going to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, mortgages are always cheaper than rental rates. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're renting a space that's got uh, seven or eight offices in it, uh, your break even is not going to be very good. And so mm-hmm. if you can own the space, you're probably going to have a little bit more money to put into that pot for when the AC unit goes out or when there's extra bills or the roof is leaking or, you know, you name it, right. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of things that happen. Um, and so that's usually where I tell people to start is you probably need to find or build, um, a, an office, a therapy office that you can, you can own, that you can purchase, mm-hmm. um, in order to make the numbers work. Um, I also think they need to have at least 10 offices in it to make the numbers work. Um, and, um, in terms of it covering your expenses and then having a little bit of a surplus to stash away. Um, and for me, you know, for me, Lakewood is, um, it's not about, and maybe this kind of deters people sometimes, but it's not about me making a lot of money like right right now on this practice. Um, like my, my accountant came to me a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, there's other counseling centers in our area. I do this percent model. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. And that is a soapbox if you would like me to get on it. Right, right. <laughs> and I can't, I can't do it. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in making th- money off of therapists. Therapists don't make th- that much money as it is. You know, right, I just right. can't do it. And fundamentally, like that would have to be in you. Like you would have to like really like, like that would, you would have to really believe in that, that, you mm-hmm. know, that this is a better model. Um, because you can make more money the other way. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, what I'm doing is I bought these buildings and then I'm paying these buildings down and I'm not, I'm not making bukus of money on this, this business right now. I'm paying these buildings down. And basically this is my retirement. I mean, I bought these Mm -hmm. buildings when I was 40. So by the time I'm 60, they'll be paid off. And then, you know, collecting rent on these buildings, whether it's through Lakewood or Lakewood is gone by then. I have no idea. Hopefully it's not, but, um, you know, this is these, I have these paid off buildings that I can get income from. Um, and so this is a slow drip. This is a long game for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's not that I'm making a ton of money right now, but this is setting me up for later in life. Um, I don't have a 401k. I don't, you know, or what I, I don't, I'm a therapist. I've been a therapist for 20 years. And so, um, my retirement plan is these buildings that we're all in and that we're paying down. Okay. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. like, it, it's not, I don't know if that, that works for everybody. So yeah. no, but that's yeah. a helpful perspective. 
you know, because a lot of people don't think about all of the the things like that. You know, would it be better to rent or, or own? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that uh, you would just, uh, if you had a last word of advice to a therapist that's wanting to to start uh, to join a group like this, any other uh, just things that you, you think, okay, this is another thing that I hear from everybody that would just really be important to to point out or address? Um, I just think private practice is so fun and it's, um, it is so nice to own your own gig and to, um, to just have the autonomy and the freedom to, to do your business the way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't encourage people enough to go for it. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, I know there's some barriers there, um, but I think trying to figure out ways around those barriers or, or, um, you know, talking to people like you or, or learning more about private practice, um, to help with that. But I just, I can't encourage people enough that it is private practice is just, it is worth it. It's worth trying. Mm-hmm. It's worth hopping out there. Um, just because it's, it, um, it's a very rewarding uh, yeah. line of work. And, yeah. uh, and so I just always try to encourage people to go for it. I mean, it's sure. love it. Why? I mean, if it's a dream you've had, if it's something you've considered doing, uh, why not? Like, like, yeah. you know, it's life is too short to not just go for it. So, right. and there's plenty yeah. of ways to equip yourself in in all the areas that, that you may feel like you, you lack some skills and um, yeah, just get in and talk to people that are in private practice right. and learn yeah. how they get it. And um, there's there are 25 different ways to do it. There's not just one way to do sure. this. And sure. for learning which ways work for you are good, um, but it's it's worth it just to go for it. It's just yeah. it is so rewarding. It's so nice to be able to set your schedule or if you need to be off for a couple of weeks for a vacation, like nobody, nobody's like lording over you or to be right. able to manage your own budget and finances, to be able to offer extra trainings, to make extra mm-hmm. money for things. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many, there's so many benefits of doing it. Um, and I, I love private practice. Um, I, I have no regrets about doing it. I wish I had started Lakewood sooner. Um, I was nervous to start private practice myself. And part of that was, I felt like, and I don't know why I thought this, um, I thought that I needed to be able to counsel every single type of human in the world. And I was like, oh, I don't work with kids. So I can't start a private practice because what if a kid calls, like somebody wants to get their kid in and I can't see their kid. Um, and so I don't think I could start private practice and I don't know why I thought I had to be all things to all people. Um, and so I felt like I needed a partner to start it with me, or Uh I needed someone to go in with me that could like work with the areas I didn't work with. And at some point I just got over that idea and, um, you don't have to be all things to all people. You don't have to treat all types of situations and all demographics of people. You just, you just do what you're good at and, and that's all you offer. So, right. Yeah. Right. And surround yourself with people who can do those things, you know, yeah. have, having a really diverse group of, of providers that, that address it all. So, well, right. Carrie, thanks so much for, for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun and I I'm, I'm guessing there's some therapists here at Lakewood that would love to, to hear this and just kind of hear the backstory behind uh, how it got its start as well. So I'm, I'm going to be sure to share this with them as well. Yeah. So, send it out on the group. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. So. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Josh. You have a good day.
Thank you for joining us today on The Therapist Collective. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and left you with newfound inspiration, connection, and a sense of growth. Remember, the journey of professional discovery is an ongoing one. Take the insights and wisdom you've gained here and apply them to your life and career. Embrace the power of vulnerability, seek support when needed, and continue to cultivate a deep understanding of yourself and others. We'd love to hear from you, our incredible listeners. Share your thoughts, reflections, and stories with us through our website and social media platforms. Your experiences and insights can help create a ripple effect of transformation in our community. And finally, remember that growth is a collective endeavor. Together, we can create a world where mental health is prioritized, where empathy and understanding are the foundation of our interactions, and where each individual is empowered to embrace their true potential. Thank you for being part of the Therapist Collective. Until we meet again, continue to inspire, connect, and grow.